Hey, how's everyone going? Uh, it's been a great weekend. It's good to be back to talk to you guys about what the fuck's going on in the world today. I want to start off with like the the Warriors are looking very very vulnerable right now. They just lost uh, Demarcus Cousins, which is um, almost expected. Like they kind of got him when he was injured. And it's like uh, now that we actually need you to really step up, he gets injured again. I hate it for that guy because it really kind of puts his uh, negotiating at, at risk. Like he's kind of vulnerable when it comes to the, the offer table, but they lost at home after having a pretty significant lead. So while I still feel like they're a favor uh, to win this series at the very least, um, they're definitely looking beatable right now. And I, I wonder how this stacks up to some of the previous great teams we've had in the past who while some people act like they could do no wrong, most of these teams, including Jordan, they didn't sweep everybody. They definitely took some L's along the way. Even though they ultimately resulted in being champions, they didn't do it flawlessly. So last weekend, um, we had a bit of a tragedy. The Cathedral in Notre Dame burned. And... It's, it's a pretty unfortunate thing that happened. You have this historical structure that while no one was hurt um, during it, like, it's like no one was like at the church at the time that it was burning. It's still like this, this monument that has stood for hundreds of years now. And for it to have lost like the steeple and some of the insides and burn knowing that's going to take several years to rebuild it the way that they would want it to be rebuilt. It's, uh, it's really unfortunate. On the flip side, we have, you know, people all across the world who have donated money amounting to um, upwards of like $100 million in, in funds to repair the building. Um, you know, people have come together to express their condolences and all this. And it was kind of this, you know, hands across America looking thing where a lot of people have gathered together and support um, the, the flip side to all of it, though, is that when we had these churches here in America, in Louisiana, there was not that same type of outpouring the same type of condolences, the same type of let's uh, donate money to have these buildings repaired. So here in Louisiana, in the parish of St. Landry, we had Mount Pleasant Baptist, St. Mary Baptist, and Greater Union Baptist. All these churches have been around for over a century, so there is some history, not quite as much as a cathedral in Notre Dame, admittedly. But a church being around for over 100 years in America, especially in the Deep South in Louisiana, there's so much history to it. There's so much culture around it. And it's very important to the respective communities. And these churches were burned, um, we believe, by a man named Holden Matthews. He's a 21-year-old guy, son of the deputy sheriff, obviously. And... 
it seems pretty clear that this was a hate crime. And it's unfortunate that we even have this kind of thing happening today. And these churches were destroyed, but the same response just wasn't there. Like, when I look at my own timeline, my newsfeed for Twitter or Facebook, it felt like every other post was someone, you know, expressing their concern, you know, giving their condolences for what happened at the cathedral. But none of these people said anything when the black churches were being deliberately burned to the ground by this arsonist. And the question that comes up is, well, you have this tragedy over here and you have a tragedy on the other side. And so when is it a good time to bring up the fact that people are not bothered by a tragedy closer to home, like a tragedy that was deliberate versus what is probably an accident of some sort. And the honest answer is that there is no good time. Like there's no good time for, for anyone to point out the discrepancy, the, the difference in people's responses to what happened to these black churches here in America versus this European church overseas. Now, this is not to say that what happened in Europe is not a big deal. It's not to say that there's not a lot of history behind it. There is. There's so much history behind that place. And it's one of those things where it, it's tragic. You know, we, no one's happy that it happened. It's a terrible thing that it happened. And I'm not trying to take away from any of that. But I am trying to point out that this outpouring of concern and all that for a place overseas, but not the same type of concern for something closer to home, for something that was an act of malice, you know, an an act of of hatred. Like, there's just a, a difference. Like, one, most people have never been to cathedral. Most people have never been to these churches in Louisiana either. So given that most people haven't visited either, why is there so much of a greater concern for this one versus the other? Especially here in America where one is so much closer, has a much more stronger like historical context because we live here in America. And it's unfortunate that one Gets so much more attention than the other, and like the cathedral is not hurting for money. Like it would have had plenty of money without people donating, and yet people donated millions. People have donated so much money, which is good. Like I'm not trying to say that donating money to rebuild this cathedral is like a problem or something. Like no, this is very good. The issue though is that you have your brothers and sisters basically down the street who are struggling to raise the funds to repair their building. It's like, why does no one care about this that happened so close to home? This is the kind of thing that when we think about um, racism and we think about hate crimes, it's like, oh, Mississippi burning. You know, this is stuff that happened in the 1950s and 1960s. It's like, no, this is 2019. And it's the same shit still happening. It's unfortunate that it has happened. It's unfortunate that it's so difficult for us to talk about it. And it's unfortunate that 
this other tragedy has brought this to light. It's it's a terrible situation all the way around. Oh man, oh man. Mr. Bros Perry, I hope you didn't think you're getting off the hook. I had a couple other scheduled podcasts we released, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him the very second the news broke. But here I am, and I got a few words for this guy. If you haven't heard, he used to be an executive pastor at Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church, which I've been to a couple times. Um, And uh, on April 8th, he was killed. Um, So he was shot in his home in Collierville, which is um, one of the nicer neighborhoods here in the Memphis area. And his wife was also there, and she was shot as well. His wife survived. He did not. And the shooter was uh, Latasha Daniels. And what makes this story interesting is, like, one, he's a pastor. Two, Latasha Daniels was speaking with his wife before he arrived. And basically, he wasn't there. Daniels and his wife were speaking. He shows up. Um, an altercation ensues. Latasha Daniels shoots him. And in the process, like, shoots his wife in the shoulder. He dies. Wife survives. Daniels is arrested. You know, she tries to run from the cops, which is kind of like, well, eh, most people don't get away from the cops in that kind of scenario. And no, nah, she didn't get away. What was interesting to me um, about the story, though, is that the police showed up while Daniels was reloading. And to be like, the expeditious, the the expediency of the police showing up, like, before this woman has gotten to the second clip, the police are there. Now, I don't know if you guys know a whole lot about Memphis, but in most areas of the Memphis community, the police are not going to show up that fast. The police will get there for sure, but getting there before you get to your second clip, like, holy shit, that's fast. And I think it's because they're in Collierville and the person who probably called the police um, sounded very white. And that was just an interesting detail to me um, that doesn't really have much bearing on the larger story. So we've got um, a woman talking to another woman Man shows up, man dies, woman gets hurt, but she survives. So the question is, why this all happened? So the information that the church puts out there is kind of like, uh, respect their privacy. Like basically saying, we know what what happened. We know what the fuck was going on, but we don't want y'all to know about it because it makes us look bad. It makes him look bad because we picked him to be our executive pastor or one of our executive pastors. So you had to do a little bit of digging and the the situation basically happened like this. They all were from Little Rock. And apparently this guy, Mr. Perry, told this woman on the side 
um, sold her some lies, sold a couple of dreams. She believed him. And so he was a pastor, some sort, and Little Rock moves here to Memphis to continue his, you know, religious career, whatever you want to call it. I just, I hate calling this dude a pastor, but it's fairly obvious that he has a fair this woman because they move and then sometime later she moves too. So allegedly he had an apartment for her. Um, and I guess at some point he was like, I can't do this anymore. Or, I don't want to be with you or whatever. Like whatever he said between him, her and God, because we weren't there. No one else was there. He's dead. Um, so really, it's just between her and God now. So there's an affair, and the woman on the side is angry. He probably says some shit like, I'm going to leave my wife for you. I'm going to leave my wife. And obviously, he's not really going to do that shit. So um, there are a couple of things about this that I wanted to point out, though. First, the one of the pastors of the church put out this statement that Pastor Perry was a phenomenal man who's dedicated to the kingdom of God. I'm like, was he dedicated? Because uh, if you got a, a whole woman on the side, that, that to me, you're putting a lot of time and effort. Like, you move this woman here, and you're stringing her along. You're trying to sell her this dream. And the truth eventually comes out, you know, and, and the truth will set you free. So I guess he got free from life. And, like, if you're a pastor of any kind, like, this is not the type of example that you want to set for the people that are supposed to be following you. Now, this seems like a terrible example. Because even the heathen knows that this type of situation could very well get you killed. And if you're going to be doing this kind of thing, be discreet, you know, be good or be good at it. And this dude was clearly not good at it. And, well, yeah, um, I, I don't hate it for him. Like, he, he had it coming. He should have uh, been a lot more careful. And honestly, like, if he wants to be a pastor, he should just accept that role. But the thing is, he really didn't want to be a pastor. He just wanted to be in a position of power. Like, oh, this looks good. This makes me look like a good person. Let me put on this mask of virtue. So I'm going to appear to be virtuous, but I'm really not. And that's a terrible thing. You know, when we look at villains, the, the worst type of villain is the one who pretends to be the good guy. It's like, no, nah, if you don't want to be a good guy, that's fine. But don't come around here like lying to people, trying to deceive people and all this kind of thing. So Daniels and her lawyer, Leslie Ballin, which I did not make the name up. His last name is Ballin. They have opted to enter a not guilty plea. And they'll be returning uh, to court. They have a hearing scheduled for April 23rd. And it's, it's interesting to me because um, even though the evidence is clear that she shot this dude, like the fact that they're willing to go for the not guilty to fight this case in court means that they probably have some serious dirt on what uh, Mr. Perry was doing at home, what he was doing inside his personal life. There's probably some 
specific evidence, probably some texts, uh, maybe some receipts or something that really paints the dude in a bad light. So I, I hate it for everybody involved that is not Mr. Perry. He had that shit come in. Um, and the, the story gets better, though. Apparently, uh, Miss Daniels was a, like a, a social worker of some sort, like a, a clinical therapist. And that, that's where the story gets really interesting. I mean, like, you can't make this shit up. So she worked, used to work for Root Behavioral Health. And one of her own words, she's like, I have worked uh, in many studies with youth and adults over the past 10 years. My focus is on anger and self-control, making positive life choices and improvement of self-image. I assist in building positive relationships and healthy behaviors. I teach the application of positive social and coping skills. Now, I don't know about y'all, but getting mad because the dude that lied to you and you believe that shit, taking a gun, going up to his place of residence and killing him, that is not application of positive social and coping skills. It's like, wait, this is your job. Like, literally, your job was helping people with anger, helping people with self-control to make positive life choices, and you go kill this dude. Is that a positive life choice? Is that helping people with anger? Oh, my gosh, girl. Like, who, who hires these people? Like, your job is literally trying to help people not do this type of shit, and you go on and do it in the worst way. And then you're going to try to run from the cops. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Positive life choices. Um, y'all, y'all be careful who y'all go to for therapy. Because them people fucked up too. Y'all be careful who you listen to when you go to church. Because um, a lot of them people are fucked up too. And, and I, it, it's bothersome because... When a lot of people go to church, a lot of people go to therapy, the reason they're going is because they don't know. And you have these people who are supposed to know or are supposed to be informed about how to live a better life, how to make better choices, and they're doing this type of shit. Like, I don't need help fucking my own life up. And I really want to see an example of someone who fucked their life up. Like, I don't need to see that. Like, you're supposed to be this clinical therapist. You're supposed to be helping people make good decisions for themselves. And you made, like, the worst possible decision. This is not like, oh, I went on a date and it didn't work out. This guy turned out to be a scumbag. This is not that kind of a bad decision. This is not, oh, I, I spent a little bit more than I should have this weekend. And now, you know, this week's a little tight. You know, this is not that level of bad decision. You know, it's not like I stayed up a little bit too late. Maybe I drank too much and I, I miss getting into work on time. This is this is not that type of bad decision. Like, this is going to fuck you up for the rest of your natural life. Like, that's it. Like, even if this woman manages to get off the hook, like, what then? She can't go back to being a, a therapist or whatever. Or maybe she can't. I don't know. People might hire her uh, if she's popular enough. Like, people do dumb, crazy shit like that all the time. 
but it's a um, <laughs> that's a crazy situation. Like, nah, you, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. So before I get out of here, I wanted to drop a little less grim news. Um, like, maybe it is grim for Netflix, but Disney finally like officially announced a streaming service. Like we already knew that it was coming uh, for some time now. But it's supposed to be like six ninety nine, so a little bit cheaper than Netflix. And they announced like some of the shows that they're planning on creating, and some of them actually look interesting. Some of the lesser Marvel characters will be getting their own show, which is uh, pretty cool. We, we kind of had her like her rumors about that anyway, so I'm curious to see as how this goes. I, the thing is, like, I don't really know if that's enough for me to want to pay for another streaming service, though. In between Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, now you've got like CBS Access and you know, you've got Sci-Fi, you got FX now. It's like there's so many streaming services. Like, I can't pay for all of them. And I mean, Disney is, is a powerhouse. So Disney throwing their hat in the ring, maybe that's enough for me to want to, to drop somebody and pick them up. But it's, it's so much streaming going on. I, I can't pay for everybody. Somebody is going to have to put that shit on YouTube for me or something because I ain't got, like, money for everybody, you know? But that's, that's uh, all for this week. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me. Uh, y'all have a good weekend. I uh, misspoke earlier. It was actually April 4th, not April 8th. Sorry about that.